not shooting in the super lichen. The super lichen is awesome. I just think that, again, remember like how I called that other coffin like the, the necro coffin or something? The necro coffin. I, I yeah. don't know if that's what I called it. But, I mean, everything's got to have awesome supernatural names if that's how we're going to play it. <laughs> Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the master of scaremonies. And, you know, these last two movies have been a, a bit of a blur. Yeah. Which is, I think it's apt, because Underworld's been kind of a blur. Because, I mean, through no fault of its own, this has just been the last couple of weeks of our life, and the we're finishing school. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in, fu- we're in full throttle finals week right so, now. Yeah, so it's just weird to also... Like I'm doing, re- like I'm doing work for such and such class. I'm doing this, the the reading for that, and I come back and I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember the lore. Yeah, <laughs> oh the lore. Like I gotta, I gotta get back in and and do my underworld research. My before. underworld training before the final. Yeah, well, and so far it's been like, you know, when you coast through the the through like the end of the midterm, mm-hmm. you take the midterm, you're like, oh okay, cool. And then you're like, okay, my grades could be cool. I'm just going to bail out for the rest of the class. And you come back for the final and you're like, who the hell's Eve? Yeah. Who's David? What the fuck is all this going on? <laughs> What's happening? The Lycans are the bad guys now? Like, you're, it's like, I missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like I said before, this is the first time I'd ever seen these last two. So, Awakening and Blood Wars are the, um... The 2010s, yeah, the Underworld movies, and I haven't, I hadn't seen these until we we started them, or not started until we, until watched, we watched them. them. I mean, like I bought them for the first time so we could, uh, so we could do this whole series. So the last time we talked about Underworld was about Awaken, not Awakening. It was about Evolution and Rise of the and Lycans. Rise of the Lycans. Now, Rise of the Lycans, we remember was. A it was a prequel, but it was a simple story of a man overcoming adversity, um, in a, in in spite of you know his his love being forbidden, and you know the world treating him as a slave mm-hmm. and and all of these things, and then we jump like so just I think it, maybe it is good, best if you watch Rise of the Lycans first because yeah. going from that to this was jarring yeah it, it was i don't know how to best describe it it was kind of like if you're driving in a car and it's just smooth sailing and you're on like those back country highways where there's no lights or anything and then all of a sudden you find a stop sign so you gotta slam down on your brakes and reposition yourself you really just like made me very afraid because imagining <laughs> that is like sometimes what i'll have nightmares about <laughs> Or even like a you know something jumping out in the road like a deer or, or an a, owl or a, a lichen. Oh Because a lichen would a lichen would fuck your shit up. Uh yes, yes it yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Underworld Awakening came out in 2012. Uh, obviously, it is the reintroduction of Celine, who has been our protagonist thus far. Um, so this is in a very different. World, yes. Um. So, as we get, and you mentioned, like they have the previously on Underworlds, every movie, are, and they're pretty 
Intricate. They cover a lot of ground. um, Not conscientious. What's the fucking word I'm thinking of? Cons. Compact? No. It's, um. Concise? No. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) I got accepted to grad school the other day. (laughs) I can't fucking know this word. Um, concise maybe? I don't remember. Can anyway, anyway, I don't know what you're the, looking for. The the previously on Underworlds are, um, in the way that they encapsulate everything, they they're clear. They are all encompassing. They make sure that you know exactly what's going on and exactly who you should care about. Yes, and exactly how you should feel. Mm-hmm. Because Celine takes great pains to illustrate how isolated she now feels from the vampires. Yes. Um, how the only thing she has really is Michael, and after Evolution, when her and Michael killed the last Elder of the Immortals, how everything was now kind of, it, it was all completely new. You know, Celine has completely destroyed the world she knew in a matter of a couple of weeks. Truly. And so to go from that to life after is interesting, especially because when we find Selene in Awakening, the world has also done that. Yes. So she has, in in the previous Underworld, we kind of, we go, okay, we I remember, you know, when she killed uh, Marcus and when, when uh, Michael, again with the M names. Too many M when, names. When Michael killed William... You know, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah. And then humans found out that we exist. about immortals. So immediately they start going, oh, um, there are vampires and, and werewolves and they can live forever. Let's try to, like, figure that out. Let's try to study it. You know, um, let's harness their powers, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And um, if that doesn't work, uh, let's and murder them. And I think them. it took them about two minutes before they went, <laughs> let's just kill all of them. So they they call it the cleansing, and you know that's never good. Oh my god! The only time cleansing should be written anywhere is on a washing machine, because <laughs> it always is like nice business terms for like murder a bunch of people, and in this sense, again, like I never felt bad for the vampires before because they're usually pieces of shit. They're the ones who were cleansing the world of the lichens. Well they weren't only cleansing the world of the lichens, they also like as we see even from Rise of the Lichens, they've always just had like a stranglehold on human economics and like they are just they are the shadow government. Yeah. They are like pulling the strings all the time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> now that humans Kind of like, I hope this isn't a spoiler for Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I'll try to be as vague as possible. But for those that have seen it, the humans... So, we'll back it up for a second. So you got the lichens and you got the vampires fighting since the 13th century. Mm -hmm. With thereabouts. So, in this sense, you've got, you know, Team Sam and Bucky, who are... Let's call... They're the lichens. They're the plucky, like, underdogs who are going... against plucky. We don't know what it means. But okay, but they're like at a disadvantage. Yeah. But they got a lot of heart, mm-hmm. and they're brimming with homoerotic energy, like the lichens. <laughs> and <laughs> the vampires are portrayed by the um, Dora Majari, who are the the Wakandan mm. guards, because the vampires, like the Wakandans, are also female-led Great badasses fighters. that are always in charge. They are always commanding of every single scenario they are in. 
and they always look at you like you're a piece of meat. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you know nothing, I know everything. And the humans are like John Walker. They come in like, all right, I know what's best. I know, listen, listen, vampires, werewolves, you're on our planet now, okay? And you gotta do what, what we say. And they're just like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, truly. So somehow between there and the beginning of this movie... Um, the humans winning. I think because the humans immediately were like, they did the thing that the vampires took fucking thousands of years to do. And the lichens did like hundreds of years to do where they can go, the vampires weakness is sunlight. Why don't we just put UV lights in bullets? Yeah. Like that was what, remember that was the big thing in underworld was the mm-hmm. lichens started using those rounds and the death dealers were like, Oh shit, they're learning. And humans just immediately, I mean, they either took the technology from the lichens, which we'll get into, because the lichens and the uh, antigen uh, genetic labs that has Selene, oh, they yeah. have a little bit of a bond. Um, or they just were like, well, whatever kills things, let's put it on the edge of a bullet. Truly. Which is why I think it took them a lot more time to kill all the vampires than it took to kill the lichens, because also the lichens are better at hiding, because the mm-hmm. vampires don't turn into anything giant and yeah. kill shit. So, we find the beginning of the movie is 12 years after the purge is over, the cleansing is over, mm-hmm. and Celine wakes up from cryogenic storage. She's been in a lab, for approximately 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Michael were hunted down by the humans, and uh, it was kind of vague on how they were frozen or how they were subdued. Yeah. But they had, like, a silver grenade or something, which kind of maybe, like, incapacitated uh, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the case, they end up in cryo sleep, and Celine is, is esca- is, has now escaped, she now assumes everything is going to kill her. Mm-hmm. She is right. A safe assumption at this it's point. It's a safe assumption, because she's normally correct. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she escapes, and the first person she finds... I mean, she's looking for Michael, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who she does not find, but she's got weird mental snapshots of someone who broke out and then, like, deactivated her pod. Yeah. And the way that this thing is leaving bodies leads her to assume that it is Michael, but we know it's it's not Michael. My, I don't know. They didn't really do a, they a didn't good talk enough. about where Michael They kind of just assume he's dead. Yeah. Or it's it's that kind of thing where, I mean, we'll talk about it with Blood Wars where they left it open for another movie mm-hmm. where they were like, he's out there somewhere, like just yeah. waiting for us to pull him back into the story. Mm-hmm. So he's, for all intents and purposes, doing like a Logan where he's just found a way to hide in some corner of the world. Yeah. Uh, and no one knows that he's either one of them, much less a hybrid. And he's trying to live in peace mm-hmm. as, as, we, as well as he can. Um, but they go a different route. Um, kind, of, kind of a shitty route. But, um, yeah. I mean, not in the sense that, like, it's, an, it's a stupid idea to, for, for the story. Just in the way it's executed, I feel like it's not yeah. as it's a little weirder, um, because I mean we'll we'll say it right now. So obviously in evolution we know that Celine is pregnant mm-hmm. with so Celine is now this uber vampire because she uh, drank off of Alexander Corvinus. Yeah, and Michael is a hybrid, 
So the two of them together would make something completely different. Yeah, a purebred hybrid. Yeah, a, a pure blood hybrid. That's right. I, I'm like, what was the term they used to describe? I think that know? was it. It's a pure blood hybrid because that's what in in Blood Wars are looking for mm-hmm. her. Um, so there's all of this swirling. You know, Celine is like, it's got to be Michael, right? And she she encounters this this young woman, uh, this girl, this child, mm-hmm. uh, Eve, who has vampire and lichen qualities but is at the same time neither a hybrid nor a vampire nor a lichen Mm -hmm. um she does drink blood she does have some type of partial you know she doesn't turn into stuff but like she's clearly not a yeah she starts to look more hybrid when she's starting to get into fights well when that when a lichen straight up bites her she Mm -hmm. Goes a little. I mean, the effect of that is what I think looks kind of stupid. Is mm-hmm. I mean, my re- memory of Michael's hybrid look was bad, but then I remembered. Oh, you know when I saw it, it looked actually very good. Yeah, and I could clearly think. Well, it's been years. Clearly, the effects have gotten better. Especially and with the double budget. Did, yeah, the budget for this was seventy million dollars. Compared and to the others, all the others in the franchise were around 20 to 35. Which I think gave them a better opportunity to play with practical effects. And I don't think they did. And, okay, I will. we will talk about it with the fights in a bit. That's true. But the digital effects are not as tight. Some of the lichen effects are okay. I know they get much better in Blood Wars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because um, they bring back the <laughs> look of the lichens. Yeah. Um, but at least just for Eve, they're they're not very good. No, it just to me it was just like they put like a Tim Burton pale like She really just had like a corpse bride look with yeah. like black ringed eyes and like kind of fangs. Cause the lichen bites her, she freaks out and then rips it in half. Yeah. Like, like a fatality. Like she literally just bisects it. Yeah, with her bare hands. And and yeah, David and Selena are like, okay, well, oh, we shit, gotta come okay. back to this later. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, David. Uh, so obviously, you know, um, what's her name? Kate Beckinsale is Celine mm-hmm. yet again. Um. I know about this time she's getting sick of being in Underworld. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we can talk about that more a little bit later. I know you did a little bit more reading about that. Yeah. Because I and I do want to talk about that because that that's gonna be quite interesting. Um, but there's also, uh, the introduction of, so we've killed off all of the old characters. Yeah, pretty much everyone. <laughs> like, by the end of evolution, Selene. everyone that's been alive for a long time is dead. So, Celine is, and Michael, and Michael's not in this one. So, we've mm-hmm. got to stack it with new people. So, on the quote-unquote good guy side, I mean, granted, it's Underworld, so everyone's shitty in some way. Yeah. So, on the vampire side, at the very least, um, is, oh, God. Theo James is his real name. Uh, David, played by Theo yeah, James. Yeah, David. Who is most well-known for his role in the Divergent franchise as Four. Yeah, he's Four. I don't remember. He's been in some other stuff, too. Uh, Elizabeth was saying he was in something um, else. He's also a voice actor in the Castlevania I Oh, I did know that, yes. on Netflix. He was in The Witcher recently. He's done really? a, I don't remember him done in a lot Witcher. of stuff. I mean, I like him. He's He's got that, like, good, um, like, kind of vague like anti-hero sort of look to him yeah. where like he could play a good guy or a bad guy and he's handsome so it helps he can just do anything um 
So yeah, so he, fun, he this is also before Divergent. This is like a couple of years before yeah, this that. This is two years prior. So it's fun because he did Awakening and then did all of Divergent and then did Blood Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is hilarious because I didn't know he was involved in Underworld until I saw the trailer for Blood Wars that he's in. And there's a scene in it where it's it's just him going, Celine, the Lycans have a new leader. And it's just him popping up to say that and then they cut to Marius so in about, f- like, two to three seconds, I was like, oh, four. Oh, Edmure Tully from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then immediately after that, they cut to Thomas, who's, who's um, David's father, who's played by Charles Dance, mm-hmm. um, who is the, he's the s- semi-surrogate victor in this. He's, this, he's an older vampire um, who is kind of in charge of the... So, I mean, as they exist now, there's not a lot of covens left of vampires. Yeah. They're mostly dead. And I know they explained it a little bit more in Blood Wars, but to be honest, listeners, I wasn't paying attention to a lot of that because Blood Wars was very political. It and really I didn't was. really care about most of those people because like, they were bad guys. I'm like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. make me care about the shit you do. Yeah. And then they're like, can you believe that another bad guy betrayed this bad guy? And I'm like, no, I don't care about any of you. Yeah. Um... Granted, though, uh, Charles Dance kills it in everything he's in. Um, again, for those people that have watched Game of Thrones, he's Tywin Lannister. And we recently saw him in Alien 3. Yes, on the he's also in Alien 3. I've definitely talked about him on the podcast before. I oh, love yeah. Charles Dance. He's an amazing villain. Um, and he's not even really that much of a villain in this. He's just big Charles Dance energy. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's just like a very affected British man. Where it's just like, Celine, the the Lycans cannot be reasoned with. You must see reason. Like it's that sort of like, very like strong in their like resolve and like, I don't know. It, it, I can't really describe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just watch Game of Thrones, Danny, because he's I'm, you. I'm will, work, it's I'm gonna be. I know, it. I know, I know. But I'm just the day that you do, it'll be like when we watched Heroes, where you're just like, holy shit. Oh like and it will just be that with Everyone. every single character. <laughs> um so again, like I said, you got Theo James, you got Charles Dance. Um on the opposite side, on the Lycan side, um playing the doctor Jacob Lane, who was in charge of I believe they're called Antigen Researcher. Like they're the genetic um company, Antigen. Uh they're like a government company that has been like spearheading the research as to finding like a cure for the immortal mm-hmm. virus <clears throat> uh and surprise it's run by lichens because now the lichens are supposed to be the bad guys and i just, I just I don't, don't believe, believe it. it i don't believe it um i mean i i they are the bad guys but i'm like i'm not just gonna feel bad that the way that they won the war was the nuclear option which is just reveal ourselves convince the government that all the lichens are dead, pretend to be human, and then just hunt the shit out of vampires. Mm-hmm. And it works. It really does. Like, I kind of rooted for them. <laughs> so playing that doctor is Stephen Ray, who I know primarily from V for Vendetta. He's mm-hmm. Detective Finch, who is the, the detective who initially is hunting V and then goes, the guy's making some solid arguments. The government's kind of fucked yeah. up. Um. He's a very well-known British actor. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like, would know him if they saw him. He's also in an interview with a vampire, mm-hmm. um, which I, I didn't think. But, I mean, everyone in an interview with a vampire looks 
like a totally different person because it was the 90s True. and they're all dressed in Victorian shirts and have perms and it's weird looking. <laughs> have you seen an interview with a vampire? I I really. I mean, want it's a to, it's though. a good vampire movie. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are very good in it. So is Kirsten Dunst. Isn't that the one with Kirsten? Dunst yeah, she's kid? she's like a child, but she's a vampire also. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's just weird. It's a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then also you've got um, I just I just had his name up, but the guy that is the super lichen who is in uh, Umbrella Academy. His name is uh, Chris, Chris Holden, Holden Reed. Reed. Yes. Um, he was one of the last people I recognized, at least in the Lycan camp. Uh, I, like I said, he was in Underworld Academy. Under, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. In season me. two. I'm an idiot. I haven't even watched season one yet, so I, I yeah. really have no yeah, idea. Yeah, you gotta get on that. I'll do it eventually. You'll do that when I get to Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I'll watch it four times over and you'll still not be done with Game of Thrones because <laughs> it's eight seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and also, India Isley is Eve, who is um, Celine's daughter. She is the pure blood hybrid. Um, I haven't seen anything in her repertoire that I recognized, which makes me think that she just kind of did it for a little. She's in something called The oh. Curse of Sleeping Beauty. She was also in The Secret Life of the American Teenager for like five years. Oh, shit. You know who else was in that? Oh, who was it? Who Shailene was it? Woodley. Yeah. Who was in Divergent with Thea James. Thea James. Full circle. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, yes. So, <laughs> um, you've also got Michael Ailey, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, he mm-hmm. is the human detective in this movie. Um, he's also very recognizable. He's um, a he's a black actor with blue eyes. He's this very striking looking, like handsome guy. Um, he's been in Barbershop for Colored Girls, Think Like a Man. Uh, I believe he was in that movie, The Intruder, with. Um, uh, what's his name? Dennis Quaid, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, and the woman from Saw Five. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, he's also in the remake of Jacob's Ladder. He was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. He was in The Following, which I've been meaning to get into. Maybe over the summer I will, because that's a horror show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Almost Human. Uh, he's in a lot of shows. He's in a, a lot of shit. I don't know yeah. why he did this movie. He's been, he's had a super lucrative career, like, up until this point. I don't know. Oh, well. Maybe he just really liked maybe Underworld. Maybe he just liked it. Yeah, maybe he's like Chris Rock making Spiral. He just really likes Underworld. Yeah. And wanted to write himself into it. Um, so while we're talking, um, behind the scenes, you've got, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but for this movie and the other ones, Paul Hasslinger has done the music. Paul Hasslinger did the music for most of the Resident Evil movies, along with Charlie Closer. Mm-hmm. I really, really like his work. Um, it's also, again, based on Kevin Graveau, uh, Len Wiseman, and Danny McBride's original screenplay. Um, Len Wiseman wrote this one, so there's still someone who is, like... From the original. Like, the, one of the original screenwriters is still writing the story. Yeah. Um, and... Another strange thing is they gave it to two directors, two Swedish directors. Oh, bear with me. Um, I believe that's Manus Marland and Bjornstein are their names. Yeah. I did it with the enunciation because there's strange um, symbols above their names. Yeah. Um, The little A, little circle above the A, I believe that's a huh. 
Oh, I'll have to ask Zach. He knows all those weird voice things. I don't actually know how to things. make pronunciation. Um, anyway, so where were we? We were talking about David um, and how there are still inexplicably vampires. <laughs> yeah, just because, you know, and, they haven't all been Yeah, found, and by Bloodborne, and not by Bloodborne, by Blood Wars, we find out that not only is this this coven that's an awakening, not the last one, there's still franchise covens. Yeah. Because that's, like, what they still expect me to care about, is, like, the interpolitics of covens. And I'm like, dude, do something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's for Blood Wars, though. But for this coven, at the very least, it seems like they're, you know, it's like the humans in the Matrix. Like, there's not a lot of them, so they've all banded together in one sort of, like, mega coven of, like, this is our last stand sort of thing. They're trying to fight against the Lycans to the point that when Celine and Eve take refuge with Thomas, he sells out Eve to the Lycans mm-hmm. because they bring that super Lycan with them. Yeah. Now, what is a super Lycan, Danny? <laughs> so, gosh. Explain I mean, like, what the super Lycans deal was. Oh, gosh. Um, that's a... Great question, man. Describe him. Come on. So, um, so this motherfucker, um, this he could basically just take whatever you threw at him because he immediately heals after everything he do, after everything you do to him, including steel and all that bullshit. Yeah, steel. So, it's not steel. Uh, silver. Silver. That's what I was. That's what I actually meant. But not only that, he is a Big, he's big. motherfucker. He's large. He is a large he, man. He is this concept art that I'm looking at. He is he's a huge. beast. Also, his theme music, the Paul Hasslinger like like song, is called the Uber Lycan, which um, is a li- oh, it's got a little bit more of an edge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the way that this thing it looks a little more animalistic too. It looks like the, other the werewolves from. Um, Van Helsing that are like they're easily ten feet tall, at the shortest. Mm-hmm. They are built like, you know, like look at the muscles on that fucking thing. Yeah. Like they are just, they're gonna rip the fucking shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like the lichens that they at least they made, they took great lengths to prove that it's it's the perfect divide between a human man or just a human. And a wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're about to sit, like, look, look at these type of, like, this is a typical lichen. Yeah. Is they're still, like, humanoid shape. Their head is sloped kind of like a wolf, but it's still a weird shape. It's not as snout-like. Mm-hmm. And it is, the one that is, it's like a protrusive skull. It's not as, like, elongated as a wolf. Yeah. The teeth are a lot more just jagged. Sharpened, yeah. It's just, the claws are just extended bones coming out of the fingers. And the torso is just an expanded, like, human torso. Yeah, oh, yeah, almost like the ribcage just got larger. Yeah, and the, you see that during the transformation. It just kind of grows. Like, mm-hmm. it just expands to, you know, the lung capacity is bigger so they can run faster. Um, the heart gets bigger. But, like, with the super, like, it's, it's just so fucking scary looking. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, it's just, like, Celine fights this thing, like, at least twice. And I'm like, how the fuck does it not just immediately wreck her shit? Truly. Because it's just, it's built like the Hulk with a wolf head. Yeah. And, like, it's it's enormous, and it's gonna kill you. <laughs> like, don't fight it, <laughs> Celine. So I don't blame Thomas for being, like... Just take the child. <laughs> Leave us alone. Because <laughs> it also, when the Lycans attack, they kill, like, half the vampires in that coven, yeah. like, without question. 
Um, and I mean, David is the reason David brought Celine. He's like, yeah, we'll we'll give her shelter. We can give her some clemency. You know, yeah, she killed Victor, but like maybe like this is a different time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and he's also hoping like, hey, can you like show us how to not get fucking murdered? Because we talked about like most vampires before this were, we're not yeah they were not death dealers. No, most of them were just hanging out in the in like the foyer drinking absinthe and just whispering into each other's ears while Celine and like the death dealers did they shit. Actually, took care of. So like the vampires they do have to fight against the lichens and the humans are not warriors. No, they're just they're people. just like rich douchebags yeah. <laughs> who are like, oh shit, I've got to do something now. Now I got to learn how to fight. Yeah, yeah, and and most of these people probably haven't been alive longer than, like, the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're taking humans from a very specific time in history where, like, the scarlet fever would have killed them. Like, they are not, these are not hardy people. Like, mm-hmm. these are not, you know, like, Victor and Celine and, you know, even to a lesser extent, like, Craven. They're coming out of and and um, Lucian. They're all coming out of the Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. It's like they they are they defy life by living because the conditions are so hard, and like all the lichens back then were like just they just broke stones with their hands. Like they were just all monsters, mm-hmm. like of the physical variety. Yeah. And now it's just like oh, I was my whole family died of typhus. And then I found a vampire, and then they turned me. Mm-hmm. And I've just been kind of fucking the vampire like population ever since. Oh shit! There's a war. Oh, Didn't man. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Celine's got to train. I, that was in this one, right? Where she had to train. No, that was that in Blood, was in Wars. Blood Wars. But they it was the same thing. They just were like, "Hey, can you help us?" Yeah. Um. Come, yeah, Sebastian is the is the detective who's been following Celine and is like, um. So tell me what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. <laughs> he's the uh, he's like you know he's um, kind of the audi- yeah. audience surrogate. He was Elizabeth because Elizabeth hadn't watched a movie with us since the original <laughs> Underworld, so she was like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it, this is around the same time that Celine discovers that Antigen is run by lichens mm-hmm. who are pretending to be ho- humans, and you may ask, how can they do that? Well, for most of the time, they are just humans. Yep. Vampires can't go out in the sun. And uh, their eyes are weird, so uh, it's a little bit easier to find out that they're vampires. Um, and he's sympathetic to the cause because his wife was bitten by a vampire and then either was murdered by the authorities or just died. Because in that opening scene where they're talking the cleansing, they're just throwing children that were bitten by vampires out into the street when it's day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus. Vampire genocide yeah. is like just as it's like just as scary looking. I don't feel bad because it's humans and humans are shitty. And the lichens were just like, thank God for yeah. this. Um, so you've got. I, I want to talk a little bit more about this fucking super lichen because it's just. That's the that's my favorite one of my favorite things about this movie. Aside from the throwing the human element into this previously human-less world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, after evolution had the, you know, national treasure type, like, scavenger hunt of what the fuck they were doing in that movie, and Rise of the Lichens is obviously, you know, like a medieval fantasy, to have Awakening reflect the, 
the human, like, neo-futurist, like, kind of angle, where it still feels like an underworld movie because it doesn't feel normal, Mm -hmm. but the humans being in it makes it feel a little bit more grounded. Yeah. Plus the intrigue is less, it's not about the lore, it's about more general conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So Celine finding antigen is run by lichens, and that all of the doctors are lichens, and yeah. those are also the doctors. I will I will bring it up, despite that we're we don't want to be as negative for the effects. The doctor, the main doctor lichen, who's Jake Doctor Lane, when he turns into a lichen, his face is still human. Yeah, which we didn't need, and they didn't really explain a whole lot as to why. Nope. But you know what? They juxtaposed that with Celine killing the super lichen, so I was focused on that. Which was such a cool kill. Because... Like, it's just so smart. Because, you know, obviously, it's kind of reminded me exactly of how they killed... Do you remember at the end of Curse of the Black Pearl, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Yes. So, you know, know so all... I'm glad that you were ahead of me. (laughs) So all of the pirates that have stolen the Aztec gold can't die because they're all just skeletons. Mm Mm-hmm. So when they're fighting in that cave, any time that they go into the moonlight, they turn into skeletons. So they've impaled all of them on, like, a flagpole. And one of them's primary weapon is bombs. So they just have them in moonlight, and they light a bomb, and they put it into one of their rib cages, and then push them out of the moonlight so mm-hmm. that they turn back into humans. And then he can't get the bomb out of him, and then he explodes. And Celine does... The exact same thing to this. Just the Uber. Like, she cuts him open and stuffs the grenade in there, and then he's like, I heal instantaneously. And she's like, she's like good. Okay. And he looks legitimately <laughs> frightened. Oh, he's terrified. Because he's like, why are you... Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> I kind of felt bad because I really liked him. Because he just showed up, killed shit, and then left. That's true. Yeah, he was a very efficient... Murderer. Yeah, and he's again. Because again, he is that horrifying giant thing. to look upon. <laughs> like again, I bring it up a lot, and I think maybe for like like my birthday edition, like because we had like a Ghostbusters edition, we might mm. just do like Van Helsing just for my fucking sake. Hell yeah, dude! But the the werewolf monster that Hugh Jackman turns into at the end of that movie has a scene where it sharpens its claws against a steel like machine. And it smirks like a person. So in its face, it's got like a like a creepy looking like murder glare. And you're like, oh. we're supposed to be on your side. And I'm a little afraid of that. I don't like that. So like just the way that it's like big ass wolf face has hints of human in it. Especially in this movie too. It's just like really scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaky looking. Um, so I don't know. I... Really what we have to say from here about the movie, I think, is the perpetual... I mean, they they had moved the movies from the original trilogy into a new story they were telling, mm-hmm. which I think was a risk that they gambled on, and they had a... a they, I mean, they had a, re- a return. They made $160 million of yeah. the $70 million. Well, yeah, it was, it was definitely profitable enough that they greenlit another sequel yeah. after the fact. And I mean, just unlike the so. first sequels, it wasn't announced before the release. No, well, because they had they were banking on the cult following of these movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I mean, where Resident Evil, all it, I mean, it had the video game to fall back on. 
you know, this franchise, it really just had to fall back on if fans enjoyed it. Yeah. Which I think of the people that I know that really like Underworlds, they really like it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not necessarily, like, it's like what we said in the last two episodes. It was more about, like, the spirit of Underworld is the world. It's the the story of the struggle between the Lycans and the vampires. Like, because, I mean, out of the hundreds of movies that there are, you know, werewolves of any degree or vampires of any degree, it takes a lot for there to be any newness. Mm-hmm. And adding this century-old history is very cool. And I think that's what the writers, like, why they built this whole world. Like, they had that story to tell mm-hmm. originally, but they just had this whole world. They're like, well, we could explore this into eternity. Like, if we, if you let us. Like, yeah. we'll keep doing shit about it. Um. Yeah, this one was in production. This one released six years after the last time Kate Beckinsale was in one of these movies. Because she wasn't in the prequel, Rise of the Lycans. So yeah. she had... so. In writing for Celine, they had six years to figure out what what they wanted to yeah. do with the next story arc, and I think it was really fun because um, when Kate Beckinsale first got on set, she was like, you know, it's kind of weird putting on this costume again. It's like wearing your wedding dress. You think back to that last time you wore it. That's interesting. And I thought it w- that was a really interesting way of thinking about it. Because I was like, yeah, this it's been a couple of years since she's yeah. thought about these movies. And she gets thrust back yeah. into it. And she's got to cram herself back into that, like, like black latex one-piece yeah. thing. And and after she said wedding dress, because now she's married to the the uh, one of the producers at this mm-hmm. point, right? What Who was his name? Um, that's a great question. Um, was it Len Wiseman? Let me double check just to make Because it's sure. one of the, the creators, right? That she's married uh, to? Oh, yeah, it's Len Wiseman. Okay. Because she married Len Wiseman after she was she was um, dating, dating right? Michael Sheen, yeah. and they had a kid who was the young Celine in Evolution. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. So now, so at this point, she's married to one of the creators of Underworld, which had to fulfill some kind of fantasy in this man's head, oh, absolutely. where you created this, you know, strong badass female character that knows nothing but to kill Mm -hmm. and she falls in love with just some like guy yeah and he's like and that's me (laughs) yeah and then yeah it's like didn't um i could be completely talking out of my ass or maybe i just overheard some like comedian or radio shows bit like back when the social network came out you know, obviously it's about Mark Zuckerberg Mm -hmm. and Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg in it, but there's like actors portraying people that he knew in real life. Mm -hmm. And like some actress, I don't remember who was like portrays Mark Zuckerberg's ex-girlfriend in college. Like they were saying like the out of spite to her was like one of the motivations he had for like making Facebook. Yeah. Um, Which wouldn't surprise me. Um, But like, Someone, I don't think this was real, but like someone was like, it would kind of be like a victory over that person if Mark Zuckerberg then started dating that actress who like played his ex girlfriend. Like, it's like a weird, cyclical, like, just clusterfuck. Yeah, truly. (laughs) I don't think that, I think it was someone was had just said, like, wouldn't it have been weird to like 
you date someone who like played your sister or like it was a, it's like yeah. it's a weird thing to like consider like seeing them in this movie and then being like ooh like oh god yeah like if Freddie Mercury had had kids and like had a daughter and then like that daughter dated Rami Malek like it'd just be like weird I <laughs> you know I what like I mean that. I don't like, like it's that, that like ooh oh no in this case it's like I've been like you know. I had this character in my mind for like years and we finally made it. And then like this woman who played this character I've had in my mind for so long, I get some, we get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're still married. Uh, but... They got divorced in 2019. Yikes. From right not right after ago. Blood Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not making another movie now for sure. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I mean, even if they hadn't been divorced, but she's, been very She's vocal done. on. I don't want to do. You no, know, I remember the quote. It was something like they asked her if she wanted to do another one. And she I've said, done enough. "I've done enough of those." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yikes. Um. So, you want you have some more stuff to say about Awakening um, AFI yeah. and stuff about Blood Wars? So, um, there's actually a really interesting little tidbit that relates it back to the Resident Evil franchise, um, where there's a few different sequences in the Resident Evil movies where Alice is walking around in basically just like a hospital gown and nothing else while she's just fighting people. And apparently when they first took, um, Celine out of cryo sleep, that was their plan was they weren't going to give her back her regular outfit until she got to the coven. Mm-hmm. And that was the point where she would have to replace the gown with it. Cause the gown would have been falling apart f- with blood and guts from all the fights and everything, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. To think about the actual implications of them just sitting uh, Kate Beckinsale down and being like, hey, so we know you really like your awesome costume for these movies, but we're going to put you in a hospital gown for a long time. And then you Are could, you okay with that? And you could just imagine, like, and maybe this is more apt for Blood Wars, but, like, they just got her to agree to do another one of these. And then, like, immediately they're like, um... Would you mind being, like, naked for most of the movie? And then she just goes, no. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> I'm sure that was, I'm sure that wasn't what happened, but, you know. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so. So Blood Wars. Four years after Awakening, and during my and, time of being at the movie theaters. Well, and in the same <laughs> year as Resident Evil, the final chapter. Within months of each other. Because I saw trailers for both Blood Wars and and Final Chapter, and was like, "Damn, these movies look awesome." I wish I like knew where to start, and I'm kind of glad I went with Resident Evil over Underworld because if I started with this movie, I don't think I would have had the same amount of appreciation yeah. for everything. Like, not to say that this movie was bad. I think this may be one of just the most technically good Underworld movies mm-hmm. in terms of the world. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Lycans is still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, if you haven't seen Rise of the Lycans at this point, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's it, it's it rules. Really good. Um, but it was it was and good. I think it has some of the best effects. Now yes. having watched all okay, of Okay, I'm right? actually glad you brought that up because one of my big things for... Like, what I think is good about these two movies, first of all, is... I think they took that criticism about the filter personally because <laughs> they've, like, 
kind of modernize the look of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if you are, I mean, we'll get into it in a couple of weeks here, but, like, if you're someone that's seen Saw, the first, like, three or four movies have a distinct, like, green filter Tint. over, like, yeah. in the camera, and then, like, by five, they, like, start lighting it differently, mm-hmm. and it's not until six they start having traps in the day. And you're like, oh, it's just like, yeah, like Jigsaw is like, this doesn't feel like a Saw movie. Oh, probably because it's shot oh, like light. with professional cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like these movies <clears throat> truly have a different feel to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's because it's almost, if you think about it thematically, I'm going to put on my, my English cap for a second. Okay, Mr. Grad student. <laughs> You're gonna start this fucking bullshit already? Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, <laughs> I got accepted into grad school the other day, by the way. And if you if you've known me at all over the last year, you know how much of a big deal that was that I got into grad school, and I don't have to worry about anything. So this summer, I can just literally just worry about doing the Saw series as best as I can. So you better be fucking ready Get for it. Hyped. Yeah, I'm gonna put all of my my grad expertise into <laughs> saw so watch yourself you danny <laughs> i'm i'm prepped i've already been rewatching yeah, you're about to be movies. fucking triple teamed by my, me and my brothers coming at you right. with saw because we've been watching these movies since we were like 13 <laughs> telling about us anyway so my theory about underworld is that before you know humans knew about them they were literally an underworld. Mm-hmm. The, the world of the Immortals was a complete separate, but also on top of, you know, environment. Almost like a different dimension than ours. Yeah. So you've got, you know, obviously, human culture exists. You know, human cities and human society exist. So the vampires and the lichens just know that they have to operate in those parameters. And then we know that Alexander Corvinus was also, like, covering their tracks. So they could yeah. have this war without anyone knowing. Mm-hmm. And now that humans know, it's all, like, it's the, the it's come up from the sewers. Like, it's spilled out into the real world. So it's, the lighting is different because it's not from the outside. I mean, all of the light, like, literally, all of the lighting from Rise of the Lycans is moonlight. There are, like, oh, yeah. three scenes in the day, mm-hmm. and it's all... The rest of it is all a moonlight. That's right. So, like, I think the lighting technique they did for the first couple of movies was, well, we can't use sunlight because vampires would die in it. Yeah. How can we light it and have them work? So, obviously, it's... They're in sewers for a lot of it. They're in, like, stone, you know, temples and, and old buildings. So, it's it's reflective light. And reflective light loses a lot of its color, especially yeah. when you like are in stone and you're in sewers and shit. So the lighting changes when they're, you know, like look at just the poster for the first three movies and then look at the poster for Awakening. There's color. Yeah. In it. There's color aside from blue and black. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird. Because now it not only feels modern, because that was a very, obviously, a technique in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. But now it's, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And in, in Blood Wars, they lose the black aesthetic altogether for the posters, and it's all white. Yeah. Like, and I gotta, I'm going to be looking at it in a second. But that coven is, instead of being, you know, Molgoths from the 90s, they all dress like, you know, 
the Inuits of, of Canada. They have like white furs and yeah. they dress in white and they seem almost v- like Viking like in their you know the way that they are they present themselves. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna look really over this in that. a second because I forgot a lot <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, I I'm remembering a lot more of it now. Um, yeah. So, but the, but uh, just to put a cap on the lighting thing. With Blood Wars, what I remember being the most specifically, like, striking image was I'd seen Celine in that, you know, black latex dominatrix murder uniform mm-hmm. for years. I knew that was what Underworld was. I didn't know anything else about it. <clears throat> I see the poster for Blood Wars, and it's not this one that we're looking mm-hmm. at right now. It's the one of her in the white fur coat. You know, and her eyes are now silver instead of blue. Like, it's a decided difference in her, like, evolution um, from, like, Death Dealer to, like, kind of new age, like, alpha, like, pure blood type. You know what I'm, you're looking at it right yeah, now? Yeah, lo- I just pulled it up. Like, that poster was right next to the Resident Evil one that we have in the studio. Mm-hmm. And it was this, like... This these were the symbols of these franchises in the modern age. Yeah. So they they evolved in the look. They evolved in how they were shot. They evolved in how it was lit. They evolved in pretty much every way, every way conceivable, except in how it's written. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same story, you know, f- feel. Yeah. So um, the long-winded bit is the lighting is cool and different. Also, the two new movies have a lot less to rely on with, like, they don't have to rely on practical effects as much. Mm -hmm. They can rely on digital effects more. But, of the fight scenes, there is very little digital effects. Yes. And that is different from how they did it originally. Mm -hmm. Because originally, you know, whenever the Immortals would fight, it was just a, a big punch and they would fly through a wall. Now, like, when Selene fights humans... She's not only way stronger and faster than they are, mm-hmm. but she's using like real fighting techniques. And it's, I mean, you're, I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. So I love watching really good, you know, stage combat. Yeah. Um, and fight choreography. So there's a lot of that in Awakening, and they bring it back for Blood Wars, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably that's probably something that Kate Beckinsale likes doing. I think that's part of the appeal for Underworld for her. I think so. So I feel like they made sure to give her that good because there's action. not a lot for her to do in this movie unfortunately yeah um you want to talk about a little bit about blood wars while i get a little bit more refreshed <laughs> um yeah so when when we pick up with blood with blood wars is um basically with um celine getting a pardon from the overarching coven that she's come to as a new character um samira asks for... I, th- I thank you so much for finding her name because oh, I, I was you. like there's so many people in this movie that I don't names. give a shit about I want to remember who was who um, so Samira is the one who basically asks for Celine to get a part in so that she can train people to be death dealers to defend their cover. Samira spoiler Samira is the bad guy right yeah okay cool yeah she's she's the who was the, the, the one. this was the other other bad um, guy Varga is her friend Who's the like little lackey boy? 
Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's the one who. Oh, I felt so like, bad for him. They, she was just the guy that he fucked, and he, and she's like, "You're just an idiot." Well, yeah, and that was the dude who, she, who Samira had poisoned Celine with Nightshade. Yeah, which would normally which kill a vampire, kills vampires, but, but it doesn't kill her. But she's kind of like an uber vamp. It just kind of paralyzes her for a while while she's just in insufferable pain. Okay. Why are you fist bumping? Okay, so <laughs> we're go- we're going through the we're, we're going to do that breakdown of the of the people in it here in a bit. But I remember la- so last night th- this girl showed up. Yeah. Um Daisy Head is how her last name is spelled, but it's probably Heed. Um she's Alexia who is the vampire traitor who's um in love with Marius. So they That's they right. Blood Wars is cool because they kind of take the it's kind of have you seen Terminator Genesis? I have. Don't, it's really bad. Okay. But Terminator Genesis basically takes the story of Terminator 1 and flips it completely on its head. So, you know, this movie feels like they're taking Underworld and they're flipping it completely. Mm-hmm. So, it's like in this case, the Lycans are the bad guys, and the Lycans are the aggressors, and the vampires are just trying to survive, and they're falling due to infighting, like the Lycans were after um, Lucian died. Yeah. So, and in this case, you have a vampire, like, lower member of the vampire society in love with the new leader of the Lycans, mm-hmm. who, like, they obviously met when they were both kind of starting out, and, like, he rose in a position, and they're like, well, we can take down the system from the inside. And, again, I don't disagree with them. Marius is just kind of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not as charming as Lucian. So I don't like it as much. Anyway, so, but um, Alexia is played by this, this woman who I was like, I could swear I know her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's in Wrong Turn, the new Wrong Turn movie. <gasps> yeah. And that's definitely where I knew that's her. It. And I'm like, son of a bitch, how do I... You are very familiar. Because especially with Underworld, I'm like, it's either something obvious or it's Game of Thrones. Yep. Because most of these people are, are British actors. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you watch a lot of British stuff, maybe you'll know them. But, like, I like Laura Pulver, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. Maybe it was Sherlock, but, like, I haven't mm-hmm. watched a lot of Sherlock to, like, have that be the definitive answer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, Oliver Stark, I, it was another one. I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, it's just British things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Britain again. Um, but speaking of which, Tobias Menzies, who is Marius, who is the new leader of the Lycans, um, he is in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and this was right after um, the sixth season ended, or it was right before the sixth season began. I'm pretty sure it was after it ended, um, because him and Charles Dance both of their characters for the longest time didn't have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And it was in the sixth season that he, that um, Tobias Menzies character, Edmure Tully began to be like important again. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Cause like, I didn't ah. see blood wars yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think I know who that guy is. And I was watching game of Thrones. I'm like, Oh cool. I'm glad you were doing something during that time when you weren't in game of Thrones at all. Anything. Yeah, it's tricky because like if you're not one of the main characters or you're not related to their peripheral story, you get nothing to do until that main character shows up at that place again. Yeah, which is a bummer for a lot of people. Yeah, um, but it is how you live longer. That's true. Um, and lest we forget that in this movie that I almost forgot to mention, 
Um, Marius's big plot is he's looking for Celine's daughter Eve yes. in order to use her blood to create an army of vampire lichen hybrids. Why? I don't remember. I think he just wants to like seek supremacy over everything. Didn't? But I don't. Am I thinking remember. it wrong again? Because I was like, we were getting to that point where he was like revealing his motives, and at the end of it, I was like. Nope, still not a bad guy. Like yeah, I think I'm st- I think it was like so we can finally end this fucking war for the no that was like the first movie when Craven and Lucian were like okay let's like kill all the elders so that we stop murdering each other for mm-hmm. the love of God like can we please yeah. stop. I think that was a similar sort of motive. Um, but uh, what I did also didn't want to spotlight is that you mentioned that the director of this movie was like the first project that they yes. had done. Um, it's also the first time that a woman has helmed any, any one of these movies. Uh, Mm. she, her name is Anna Forrester. Um, she's worked with Roland Emmerich a lot and he's big cause he did Independence Day and the Patriot. So she's like, so while you have said, yeah, she wasn't, you know, on her own Mm -hmm. directing, but like, she's no stranger to like big, you know. Like, she also did episodes of Criminal Minds, uh, Unforgettable, and Outlander. Um, so she's been around. And I think the reason, because I, I remember you were saying, you know, she was the first-time director. And I was like, it still looks awesome, because mm-hmm. she's a second-unit cinematographer. So, That's like, she's, why. for all intents and purposes, like, a mini-director. Mm-hmm. So she knows how to shoot a movie... And especially a movie on this stake, like she did the remake of Day After Tomorrow, Aeon Flux, and 10,000 BC, and Alien Resurrection, actually. Hey! So she knows how to make... Yeah, exactly. Every time. So she knows how to make a movie look good, especially like a big movie look good. Mm -hmm. And speaking of big movies, the last one was what, $70 million? million. This movie's $35 million, but it feels bigger yeah, than Awakening does. Absolutely. Um, it didn't make as much money, um, but that won't be the only reason they won't make any more. Well, yeah, and it also <laughs> kind of got panned with reviews. And I can, I can see I why. I understand. It wasn't vi- – the, the pacing wasn't there. No. Um, and that's not really a detriment to it being like a bad – a poorly written movie. It's just a lot was there, and I feel like they were trying to set up like, like we were talking about, like they took they took six years to figure out what they were gonna have Celine do, mm-hmm. and once they did, they're like, okay, we have to like roll this out, but this will take like three or four movies to do, and they just didn't have a whole lot of time to do that. Um, so this one seriously felt like, okay, these are gonna be the given circumstances for the next like three movies. Mm-hmm. If we make them. Because, yeah. like, by the end of this one, I could absolutely see what the next movie would be. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to get into that, because I feel like that would be the best of the world if they just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess to get into it a bit, so we left Awakening at, you know, Eve is, the, is clearly, like, the, you know, she's the Ark of the Covenant that both these sides want. Yes. Because she is the answer to, to, to everything. everything. Um, and as and as much as a lot of the vampires, especially in this movie, disagree with her existence, mm-hmm. um, she is extremely important. So, as you know, for her own protection, 
Celine just she just d- never looks for her. Mm-hmm. Eve's like, I'm gonna go hide, and you, I need you to promise me that you will never look for me. Mm-hmm. And so, if Celine doesn't know where she is, no one, no one will know where to start. Because obviously, you know. Marius is like, okay, so we need to find Celine so she can tell us where Eve is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got vampires biting her and reading her thoughts. And they're like, she doesn't know where she Eve is. We're fucked know. now. Yeah, which is why when they're like, okay, so we can kill you. And yeah. then it just doesn't matter. Um, so, that being said, we've got those covens still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've grown, I suppose. Because um, I don't know what coven... So, Thomas, Charles Dance, and... David are in charge of the coven that was like Victor and Marcus and Amelia were in charge mm-hmm. of. Yes, I believe. So. I don't remember what that one was called. But well, yeah, like because, that one. Yeah, it had to be that one because um, we'll get I mean, in. We'll get into yeah. that in a second. But like, I just don't remember like what they were called. I don't know. Um, like they're not the American one, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got they're still fighting the Lycans. The Lycans oh, are yeah. still winning. Yep. Um, again, go Lycans. Uh, they're both looking for Celine. Um, the vampires still care that she killed Victor, despite the fact that Victor was a prick, started the war, and lied to everybody. Yep. Um, and now the Lycans, who now have a leader in Marius, are trying to find Eve. So the vampires, once again, don't see the big picture, and instead of fighting the Lycans, like the cast of The Walking Dead, they'd rather fight each other while the Lycans rip them apart. So, you talked about Samaria, who mm-hmm. is the head of the Eastern Coven? Yes. It says on Wikipedia? Yeah. Um, those are... I don't really know what their deal is. They're just kind of... They just showed up to be... To be yeah, to, yeah. Well, and she's the one that was like, we need Celine to like help train these death dealers so we can fight the Lycans. And, then and Celine falls doesn't. for that again. And they're like, surprise, it was a trap. I'm bad. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. We're already getting into name salad with this fucking paragraph. There's Thomas, True. there's Celine, there's David, Samaria, Varga. Fucking, and then you've got Alexia. And I'm like, who the fuck? For a while, I thought she was, um, Samira. yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they both have, like, big eyes. Like, mm-hmm. they have, like, that, like, British woman like look where it's like a very like high cheekbones like big eyes and I was like oh shit those are different people (laughs) anyway so after Celine is obviously betrayed she takes refuge with and I was glad that I guessed it a Nordic coven Mm -hmm. and they are the ones that dress in the white robes and they are the good guy vampires because they haven't taken part in the war at all at all they've been like hey Victor that sounds fucked up I'm not gonna do that we're just going to live in the north and fish. Yep. I think. I don't know. Whatever what you want. You whatever, the whatever they want. Yeah. So as... They don't have to worry about lions. No, they don't have to worry they're about anything. Chilling. No, they're fighting elves and fairies. Which would be a fucking amazing movie. Like, uh, the, the like other immortals. Mm-hmm. Like, in different areas of the world. It would be like Leprechauns. God of War. We talk about that. We're like, leprechauns versus gnomes. <laughs> is, the, is that is the north's lichened vampire... Um, underwater, you've got, like, the Loch Ness Monster fighting the things from underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu. Oh, my God. So, you've got all of that going on while Celine's doing a whole lot of 
nothing with the Nordics, unfortunately. Um, and unfor- double unfortunately, I can't really remember a thing that Marius does. Like, the as a bad guy leader, is, he's... Well, the only thing I remember is right before he dies, what he what was revealed that he did. I don't even remember that. So, <laughs> I might be getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but um, right before Celine straight up murders him, because of course she does, she's the good guy and he's the bad guy, um, she tastes she accidentally tastes a bit of his blood that gets into her mouth while they're fighting and she finds out that he killed michael and so he get and she gets mad you're right so so she rips his spine out she did do that she straight up did a mortal combat fatality there's a lot of that in here there really is well it's it's because they're so strong Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i'm remembering back to the the end of awakening uh she found a empty cryo tube labeled subject zero mm-hmm. that was michael and instead of like you know like she freed him and was like okay instead of like you know taking him with her mm-hmm. she i think put david in charge of of I looking after so. him she put him in charge she they basically just trust she trusted michael in this state like with somebody else mm-hmm. and then left and then couldn't find him yeah i think they were like he just fucking left which is why in this for a while I thought he was just being Logan, and what makes me believe that maybe Marius, because he was with a vampire who knew what the mind control thing was, it leads me to believe that he either implanted a false memory that he killed Marcus, or not Marcus, Michael. Michael, fuck, Michael. All the M names. Oh my, and there's Marius, and I'm like son of a bitch. Um, no, like so he either didn't kill Michael and makes her think that he did, or he believes he killed Michael and he did not. Mm-hmm. Because, again, a hybrid. Yeah. They're very hard to kill. Like, even the thing that should kill vampires in Selene. Like, she's impervious to sunlight. And now, since she's bit David at the ending of Awakening, so he can he. also walk into sunlight. So, she is, like, clearly way powerful than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And Michael is stronger than her. So it leads me to believe that, like, with plausible, you know, I'm making an educated, I'm in grad school, an educated grad school guess that Michael being a hybrid is actually invincible. Okay. <laughs> like, it surpasses the immortal and it, it enters into the invincible category. Okay. That Michael is past death, which is another cool thing that they could integrate into the movie that is in my mind after Blood Wars. <laughs> But what you do have is, again, while but before she fights Marius, you know, remember, I mentioned David. David's yeah, in this, David's again. Here. David's there, um, being supportive. And we find out more about David. We find out that his father, obviously, is Charles Dance T- Thomas, who's the head of the, like, OG coven. Uh, while um, Samaria is attempting to overthrow it. She kills him mm-hmm. because, again, all vampires want is to jockey for power, even though power means nothing. They're immortal. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, and Emilia, who is the one of the first vampire elders, is David's mother. Yes, so he is the rightful heir. So I don't know how that happened because I didn't think vampires could have children. Despite the fact that it's never been despite the fact before. we've had children, like there's in no the franchise. We've, well, there are children, but like granted, that Celine had children with a hybrid, mm-hmm. which I guess oh That's you know true. what you know what I think you are right because 
Sonya was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe just vampires just don't have kids, because why would they? Yeah. It's a, it's a, they're a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah, but, well, anyway, Amelia did have David, um, and gave him away so that she would be far away from their fucking bullshit. But did leave a drop of blood so that whoever... I, I do really like that they, they have, his, like, they have, like, a wristband of, like, history of people is, mm-hmm. like... You can just know a person's whole ass history if you just drink their blood, which is cool that they've like incorporated that into how they like they they record history. Yeah, it's it's so cool the way they do that. It's it's very very interesting. Um, I don't. It doesn't really seem that lichens can do that. Um, and as we know, that's when something bites Maris, it doesn't even need to be a vampire that she yeah. bites. It could just be anybody, which is a cool skill that is. I mean, anytime you make vampires in anything, there needs to be, like, a new twist. And mm-hmm. that's a cool twist that they had. It's, like, a new thing. So, she, someone finds out where Eve is. Alexia does. Because she tells Marcus, not Marcus, Marius. Oh, my God. This is why I refer to people by their, their actor names. Because yeah. I don't remember half the time. Well, suffice to say, Marius finds out where Eve is. And in order to fight against that, Celine kind of embraces this like other side of vampirism mm-hmm. that the Nordic coven knows about, and they like they kill they almost kill her and when and when they revive her, it's via this like mummy wrapping. Yeah, she can do these like new weird things. It's like super cool. Yeah, <laughs> like the way that she like they like can resurrect a vampire with more it says right here it is later revealed she has been resurrected by the nordic coven after undergoing the ritual of passing to the sacred world because they did mention that they all know about the afterlife and Mm -hmm. they go there to tap into different abilities which is how they can like they're like kind of psychic a little bit like they Mm -hmm. can know they know about all this shit and it's because they tapped into spirit powers but they're like it's dangerous because you could just be dead yeah And so after she goes to this, you know, this other plane, which unfortunately we don't see, it's probably because they didn't have enough time. (laughs) Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that is extremely interesting and cool. She has enhanced speed. Mm -hmm. She's got like weird teleportation powers. Yeah. Because that really cool scene where like a lichen grabs her. Like, and she, because she comes back in that white coat. white coat. And so he grabs her. And she just disappears. And leaves the coat. Yeah, like a force ghost. She just yeah. leaves the coat and just murders everybody, like, before they get the, like, before they even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's killing everybody. She's killing vampires. She's killing lichens. She's making sure David's okay. They find Marius. Um, you know, they're fighting the other vampires who are important, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um this is when she finds out that Marius killed Michael. Yeah. And again, it says that he slits his throat and collects his blood to consume it because he believes that by drinking Marius's blood, he'll be stronger. Yeah. And he kind of is, but that was like his claim to becoming the new leader of the Lycans mm-hmm. is that he killed Michael, yeah. who all the Lycans know about. Yeah. Um, I think it's just at this stage, the Lycans had him. If mm. they wanted him dead, they would have killed him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. 
I get the gist of why they did it, but it, it doesn't really matter. But suffice to say, Marius, when he does turn into a lichen, it is pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. And throughout this movie, when the lichens do turn into people, like they used to kind of cut away when they would turn into lichens or mm-hmm. turn into humans. And they hold on it. Like they've yeah, perfected they show yeah, it. They've perfected time. the quick transformation to and from lichen. Mm-hmm. And it and looks the, and the little yeah. bit that's in between the practical effects, digital and practical. Yes, that's again. true. They found the perfect marriage of those creature effects, and I mean, it's a little too little, too late because now they're not making more. Yeah, and they totally could, because one of the dope things about Twilight werewolves, I mean, the very few things, is that they can within like a split second turn into their wolf form, mm-hmm. but they just like anamorph into a wolf. They don't turn into a wolf monster. Yeah. And those are always my favorite werewolf transformations because it's supposed to be something that's not good that you have. Mm-hmm. You should be suffering going through this transformation. Yeah. Like, it is not an okay time. <laughs> like, imagine turning into another thing. Your body needs to change its molecular structure to turn into that other thing. That's gotta be the worst pain imaginable yeah and especially like in the normal lore where werewolves can't control it mm-hmm. it's against their will and they can't fight it so it's nothing but misery mm-hmm. so you know i would say maybe the lichens it still hurts them but they've evolved past the point of like their bodies are kind of bred for it like it's they've come to expect it mm-hmm because at least the lichens from that, like, William bit back in Rise of Lichens, they couldn't turn back into people. Yeah, that's It's right. like once they turned into lichens, they stayed that way forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we kind of just... I mean, the, the series kind of ends there. Yeah, it ends with um, I mean, it, it, Celine and yeah. David being the new elders. And Lena, and who I don't remember I don't who, who that is. That was the bald guy who was in First Class. He is the, right. the Nazi that... Eric rips the metal tooth out of in France. Mm-hmm. That's how I know him. Um, but it's it, it's interesting because you've got a the descendant of an elder in David. Um, Lena, I believe, is a Nordic vampire, mm-hmm. or he's a remnant of Thomas's coven. Yeah. And you've got Celine, who not only is an outsider, she's the emissary for the Nordic vampires. She's also like an alpha vampire. She doesn't have any of the weaknesses. And she's got the ties to Eve, who, in my theory, would be the thesis of the next movie. Mm-hmm. Is that either Eve or Michael or both, or like one of the two rather, would be the thing. Like they would, you know, if it was Eve, she would grow to the point where she was extremely dangerous, um, and like didn't know how to control the shit she could do. Mm-hmm. And the only person strong enough to kill her would be Michael. Yeah. Because think about the way that horror franchises are going. It's like, I mean, just horror franchises in general. I mean, with like Halloween, uh, like Terminator, Dark Fate, all this shit, it's returning to form, getting original people back, and going a a return to form of the story. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you'd get Scott Speedman back as Michael. He'd be like, yeah, I actually wasn't dead. I can't die. And that's like a thing. You know, Mm -hmm. like the vampires are like, oh, fuck, we can use that. The lichens are like, okay, so we've all been decimated pretty much by 
you know, Eve rampaging because she blames us for killing Michael and taking mm-hmm. Celine. So we're fucked. We need your help, vampires. Um, you know, they're, you know, obviously reluctant. There's a little bit of strife there, but Michael comes in and is like, I'm the bridge. Like, he's kind of the new Lucian of, like, we're not animals. We are, we're all immortals, and I'm the living proof that we can coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, Eve is just a poor example of how we can't coexist. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that both sides have tried to kill me, Michael, multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's not worked, maybe we should stop. And embrace being together. Uh, and I think that would be a pretty dope movie. Especially because it would be like their endgame. Like it's all the Lycans yeah. and all the vampires. And then Celine and Michael fighting Eve. And presumably any weird hybrid mutant she's made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Something is there. I feel like that's a good you know chapter that you but can alas, do. But it will not happen. Kate Beckinsale will never do it. Um, this movie's franchise is kind of dead now. For a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's Sony. Normally, they just do things until they don't make money. So, like, they could have made... I mean, this is, it made, like, $81 million, which is a decent amount of money. Like, it's pretty... It's It definitely broke even, at the very least. For uh, it, it made... I mean, it, it made, made a, some it made good a, money back. It made a decent amount of money. I th- think, but you I know... I think it was the big... Yeah. I think it was the lack of turnout at that point. I also it was f- yeah. making less money. I also feel, I mean, as we as we get to the end of the the horror franchise, the horror fil- the action horror franchise, you know, our run of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we're, I mean, we're gonna finish it up with the crow and with Darkman, but I think action horror is kind of a, a dying art. I think. I mean, so. it's it's more or less transformed into zombie horror, which mm-hmm. is a bit different because. I mean, while Resident Evil was zombies, obviously, there was a lot of other core, like, core action horror elements in it that made it different than other zombie movie things. Mm-hmm. And this, to a, you know, a greater extent, is vampires and werewolves, and they're like, let's make an action movie out of that. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say there hasn't been werewolf or vampire action movies. There's been plenty of those. Mm-hmm. But when people think of action horror with those... You know, subgenres. Underworld is the top, um, and Van Helsing is too. Every time I Google it, so I'm wondering why we didn't. I mean, I made the call. I said, you did. I, I was like, I don't want to do it, but more and more every time I Google and fucking Terminator. Every time I Google action horror, it's like, did you mean Van Helsing and Terminator? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I didn't mean those movies. <laughs> So we're go- we will cover those movies. I mean, Eventually. we won't cover all of Terminator. We're gonna cover just the fucking first movie. Yeah. Because I'm not doing all of this well, with Terminator. After, well, and after the first one, it's just it's no longer action horror. It's just action. And I, I, truly, I feel like we could have a sub series of surprise. It's horror. True. Like yeah. with um like Jaws and Predator and Terminator were like they're hugely successful pop culture movies and it's like surprise it's a horror it's movie horror. you liked a horror movie you gave a horror movie an Oscar and it's like oh sh- no we didn't oh, yeah it's like well surprise so <laughs> that being said we're going to get more into the action movie uh subgenre of action horror with Darkman and The Crow 
Um, we're going to be recording those episodes this week, but they will come out later. Over the next two weeks. So we're going to be busy bees, because this is our last week of school. This is the last week of my senior year of college. This is the last week of your junior year of college. Um, I didn't want to bring it up on the show before, because I didn't want to scare me or you or anyone else, but I am going to be in grad school, so Mm -hmm. I will be here for another two years. Yes. Um, we are currently coming up with ways the show can exist over the summer, how we're going to record it. Because mm-hmm. where are you going to be? I'm going to be up in North Dakota. Where's that? June. I've never heard of that. In July. Sounds like a make em up state. I mean, sometimes. No, but Danny is going to be pursuing his dreams of dancing and prancing on a stage. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm going to be working at a pool and uh, mowing lawns and donating plasma. Living our best lives. Yeah. And generally, you know what, though? Just taking yeah. it easy. Yeah. For the most part, which is I mean, all, it. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all I can fucking ask for at this point <laughs> is that, and I'm going to kick back and I'm just going to really get into Saw this summer Hell yeah! because, you know, in addition to me graduating, Spiral also comes out on the 15th of May. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the viral marketing. They are really picking it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 21 Savage song all about it. So they're trying to hit on all markets. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend, even if you haven't, I mean, I don't even, I'm sure I, could be, I could be talking completely out of my ass right now, but <laughs> I, if you've never seen Saw, still go see Spiral. Um, from the way it looks, it feels like it's not a Saw movie, but it's a Saw, it's a spiritual Saw sequel mm-hmm. where it could reasonably be a Saw movie, but it's, 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 a, it's a lot, it's got its own thing going it's on its own legs to which yeah which will make which when we get to jigsaw at the end of the summer i wish they just did that for that movie mm-hmm. and i have a grand umbrella theory as to how i know that that movie is fake in the in the world of saw it, not i know movies are fake i know the movie's <laughs> not real but anyway i recommend going to see saw especially because you know now that the summer is happening you know, the world isn't ending anymore. The We're taking our steps out, starting to mix it slowly out of this pandemic era. Well, we have been going out for a while. That's true. But, like, we've I've had this for a while. the royal yeah. we as a yeah. country. Well, exactly, because now it'll be the summer and people, you know, now that businesses, businesses are more are okay being open, the government. Are yeah, being vaccinated. Exactly. We're Go get vaccinated for fuck's sake yeah, if you haven't been vaccinated if you haven't been vaccinated do, do it because what are you what are you even doing yeah. if you haven't been anyway so movie theaters <laughs> are opening so and i mean capacity limits are, are sometimes dude being broadway is getting rid of capacity limits by next week yeah they that open, i mean the shows aren't opening up until the fall weird but they're but like, because well, they didn't have time to plan to open up this. Summer. So was anything on Broadway? I think that the first thing is supposed to open in September, because they have to rehearse so, now. So okay, so they're getting rid of capacity, but there's no show. Why would they even? Probably makes no sense to me. Well, it's, why would you want to work on <laughs> reopened capacity? Oh, so like indoor gatherings in a theater setting can be X amount of people. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but they there's no shows that are ready to open. Because they all got to re-rehearse and remember what they were doing. So if you or anyone you know owns a theater and you like a square horror live show, we are clearly open for that. And it sounds like you're not booking anything, so you might as well. So, um, so we're going to close out on uh, a song by William Control for Underworld Awakening called The Posthumous Letter. Um, 
I really like William Control. It makes me think of summer. And uh, it's a good way to cap off Underworld. Goodbye, Underworld, by the way. Yeah. We're done with Underworld. It's just because it didn't have, like, an ending that I'm, I'm not yeah. used to it being over. But, like, yeah, it's done now. Yep, that's it. I mean, I'm definitely going to revisit this, the franchise again. Now that I have all the movies and I've mm-hmm. watched all of them, I can go, okay, let me get this all at once. I like, I'm going to rewatch Rise of the Lichens. I mean, I'm going to wa- rewatch. I re- I've seen that one the most because it just, <laughs> it just rules. It's, it's so good. We can be slaves! Or we can be lichens! Would you ever walk with me on the surface of the violent sun? Would you give me air to breathe and show I'm the world's worst prodigal son? Yeah.